0: do you question yourself a lot experience self-doubt do you have dreams goals and ambitions but feel that they are too big to achieve does your inner voice or past experience stop you from taking on a new adventure do you fear taking a risk in case you fail are you in search for financial freedom inner peace and happiness do you want to live your dream life and sometimes gaze most days about it but do you think of all the reasons why you can't take the step in a different direction you want the change, but are scared to take the steps for change. If any of these resonate, then tune in to today's episode.
1: Welcome to episode five, Fear Versus Freedom. This episode is a topic that you guys, our listeners, have chosen. Thank you so much to all of our amazing listeners that chose this one. I think it's a really, really good one, actually, and really important for the times that we're in now. Right, Steph?
0: Most definitely. I think that it couldn't have come at a better timing. And that's probably why the guys, uh, the Soul Tribe, they voted for it.
1: Yeah, good choice, guys. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. So we're just gonna get into it. And I think there's a lot of viewpoints here. And there's a lot of personal experiences that we've had. And we hope that through our discussion today, and through some of the things that we pull out, it gives you guys the inspiration also just to make you kind of think, no, you're not alone and you're not crazy or, you know, cause I think we all go through the, the whirlwind of fear and then freedom. And, and it also means many different things, right, Joanna?
1: Yeah, I believe freedom branches off into many different things like financial freedom, mental freedom, spiritual freedom, freedom of speech, truth equals freedom. It's the, it goes deep. It really does. This goes deep.
0: Yeah. And I think if we just like talk about freedom to begin with, right. I, I feel that I'm living more of a life of freedom. Now I I can only really speak for myself. Right. So I'll say that I feel like I'm living more of a life of freedom now. Why? Because my previous sort of life, and I don't know, I've had so many lives. I'm like a cat. But when (laughs) I say my previous life, I mean, like before I really awoke, And I, you know, I went on that awakening journey because before I think I was doing everything and we've spoken about this, but I think I was doing everything that, you know, I felt was expected of me. So I kind of conformed and maybe part of that was doing things in fear. But when we think about freedom, like right now, no one can't tell me nothing. I will make the decision I really want for my life. Now, don't get me wrong. There's lots of decisions I made, you know, back in the days for myself But was it from a place of clear, clear thinking and really knowing me? Probably not. And now I know, like I, I know know a good understanding of who I am. I'm really the author of my own life, and I'm not holding myself back. And and I really don't care what anyone thinks. Like I think that also creates so much mental block and um, limitation because we hold ourselves back, conscious of what others think. But I just don't give a f. You know, I just don't give a toodaloo um, for anything that anyone thinks. And that obviously, you know, I care about the people around me and if they've got an opinion, but within reason, within the boundaries. I mean, what do you think, Joanna?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that. You know, not giving, a, like you said, an F about what anyone says, like you're living your truth. And I think that's where the, you know, the truth shall set you free a little phase comes into that where you're just kind of doing what you want to do, living your life, making the choices that's right for you based off of perhaps, you know, breaking away. One, you said your spiritual awakening, right? Then yeah. you get through that, you get clarity, which enables you to have uh, the choice, the freedom to make the choices that's best for you. So yeah, yeah I, I agree. There's so many, for me, whoo, there's so many different branches of freedom, like one out a freedom, which is like one of my main goals right now is just putting myself in the position where I have choice. You know, I could decide what steps I I make, the next move I'm going to make, the decisions. I I don't want to be stuck and conformed into a little box and doing what society says I should do, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. And this is interesting that you say that because think about it. We probably were told that financial freedom i don't think we were taught that i don't think we were taught financial literacy and understanding what options we had so you kind of get told that you you go to school and school hours is like 9 to 3 and then after you finish school you go to college and then you go to uni and then you go to work and again it's 9 to 5 it's like a robotic system there's no one teaching you that you could become a, an entrepreneur uh, a self-employed person you could create your own type of Uh, way of working living and being do you know what I mean
1: yes yes you hit the nail on the head and this is what I think is uh, a little bit kind of corrupt about the school systems I think my personal opinion anyways which is one of the reasons why I've been thinking a lot lately that you know eventually I think I want to pull my kids out of school and homeschool them Yeah, (laughs) I think I that's that's what I'm actually working towards, if I'm gonna be honest. And the reason for that is because exactly what you said, the way the structure is, I just think it's not teaching them the skills that they really need for life. A, they need to incorporate a bit more creative skills, financial literacy is what I think we've lacked. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if I was taught the things that I'm learning now and have learned. I would not be in the position, do you know what I mean? I would have been in a different position. Can I, can I just interject on that financial literacy thing?
0: Yes. Right. It just came to me. That's why I just had to get in there. My parents were quite good with money, Mm. but I I think they were because they were very good at managing what they needed to manage. You know, they weren't frivolously spending. Does that make sense? Yes. And I don't know about you, right? I, and I'm interested to see what you're gonna say. But for me, yeah, as soon as I got like a credit card or some form of student loan, I went mad. Now I'm wondering why I went mad. It was almost like I didn't have the money and now I've got an excess amount of money. I was working, don't get me wrong. Like we all have like part-time jobs, you know, but it was an extra stream of money coming through and I do believe that the media and I know we've got a big we want to go into big media talk on this one right media tv adverts marketing and all of that it makes you want to buy things and have things that you don't necessarily need or want (laughs) but you think you do and so the kids are messed up by that like I know you must have experienced it. it it's happening right now isn't it
1: yeah definitely definitely we're not taught the how to handle the money right? We're not taught how to handle it correctly. And of course, we just feel like, I totally understand that as well. You just feel, I feel like the way that we, well, I know I looked at it when I had my first credit card, I didn't look at it as this is borrowed money. I'm like, no, this is my money. I spent it or whatever. I didn't look at it as like, no, I have to pay that back until after I'm like, oh shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know what my mom and dad did? I basically ran up an overdraft when I was in uni the first year. And then we ran up a credit card and then I didn't pay anything. And then the <laughs> letters started coming to the house. And my mom and dad were like, have you got blacklisted? My Well, you know, my dad wanted to beat me. I don't even know if I got beats because maybe I was actually on campus. So I was too far to get the beat. But I would mm. have got the, the belt thrown across, you know, from yep. North London to like Kingston. But I just didn't get it. I, but I did get in trouble big time. And my mom and dad were like, hmm you're going to have to deal with that yourself so i i learned because i had to pay it back bit by bit and i did and that's when i got a respect for shoot you know i have to really work hard to pay this back and then it made mm-hmm. me more aware but you're so right joanna like just going back to the whole thing about what to teach kids i just feel like another thing i feel is just if we talk about fear right don't you feel like maybe some of what the kids are being taught also stimulates more fear than freedom from a young age.
1: Yeah, I agree. Something that I've noticed myself is that I've passed fears that I've had down to my kids. And it could be a silly example, such as me being afraid of spiders. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Normally kids from young they're very curious. I find that they don't know, they're not, well, be analyzing other kids, I should say. Uh, sometimes they're really curious and they'll probably more likely to approach a bug or something that they see. They're like, oh my God, there's a little bug. But I've noticed because my kids have seen me and my reaction when I see a creepy crawly, such as a spider, their initial reaction is the same as mine now. And I, I the other day I noticed, I'm like, damn, I passed that down to them. So now I try to be a bit more conscious and kind of switch that bound because my my perspective. I'm trying not to be afraid yeah. of these these creatures. As uh, it's taken me a while with the spiders, I might say. You, see, you right. said
0: creatures.
1: <laughs> I just got.
0: I've got. I've got. I just, we might as well tell them, right? <laughs> just tell them.
1: We've got, go ahead. Go for it.
0: Joanna says this is my. This is my phrase. I, I. I would like to copyright it, but the word "creatures" has already been in the Oxford Dictionary from a long time ago. But um I basically call any entity, being of low vibration and toxicity, a creature. So usually, <laughs> I don't really need to say names. I'll just say to Joanna, "That's a creature sort of thing," or. Those are creatures. Creatures. And it's not to say that the person is bad or wrong. It's just like, it's not good energy. You've just got to stay away from it. Yeah, (laughs) creature vibes. (laughs) Creature vibes, yeah. But it's so true because if you think about it, okay, fear. Fear of water. This one's just got me. So I can't can't swim. And my mum and dad were scared of water, so they passed it to me. But my brothers now, they... They're a bit more daring, let's say, but they started to learn swimming, I think, a bit earlier than me. But what happened to me was I went, I think I was around my parents too much. And because I never saw them swim and they looked scared, I was automatically scared with them. So I do think that you're so right. I I don't know if you had any fears like water.
1: No, I didn't have any fears of water, which is quite interesting. Do you know what? It's funny because my mom can't swim. I'm wondering, I tried to... Like, she'll go in the water, but not like yeah. deep water and freely just swim. So uh, I remember she actually got me swimming lessons from when I was young. I remember in primary school, I remember she was actually one of those parents that used to volunteer to bring all the kids to the pool.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the nice parent that does that. Yeah. Like, do all these noisy little... Yeah.
1: yeah. So she, <laughs> she was one of those. So um, she luckily she didn't pass that fear to me, and I'm, I'm glad... That with my kids as well, I didn't pass that fear, you know, through her down to them. One thing I do notice, though, with when it comes to parents passing fears onto children is one thing that's quite popular and it may not be done consciously is that they sometimes will pass their fears of maybe taking certain leaps of faith, right, onto their children. And they will project it like saying, oh, no, that's not a good decision. You shouldn't do that because that's not going to work.
0: Yeah, but
1: faith in that. No, this is what she wants to do with her, her life or she wants to study or she wants to work there. I'm going to trust that she knows what she's doing and it will work out just the way it's supposed to for her. But because they have a fear, they then project it onto the child. And then sometimes I feel that that could hold the child back from doing what really makes them happy. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And it's also, th- th- it might be something that is a repercussion of their fear of failure. So they might've gone down a similar route. It didn't work out for them. And cause it didn't work out for them. Well, why is it going to work for you? Mm. And that's ego, right? Like if we get into fear a bit, right? Fear on the surface can look like it's protecting us when it really is us sort of almost panicking for our own survival. Like, it, fear doesn't protect us. It actually imposes like a limitation on us um, to suppress us to be submissive. Like we submit to that, right? So we're told that that's the way it is, and so that's it. And you don't question. But that's not healthy because we we as human beings we're dynamic. We're like made of mostly water, like. We need to be curious beings. We need to be dynamic. We need to be moving like the elements of of the earth, you know, because we mm-hmm. are we are the element as well. We are part of the element. I when I, I talk to water, <laughs> I'm not gonna say like she's gone mad. But when I'm talking to the water, I'm like, you are me, I am you, we are one, we create, we co-create. That's what I, I I'm humble to water. I don't know if you I don't, I don't know, like, I know you go to the beach and stuff, Joanna, but I sometimes, in recent years, when I'm watching the waves, I meditate with the waves and I talk to them and I, I just, I'm I'm glorified and in awe by them and by the, the movement of the water and the sea. And I just think, if the water has that much power, so do we, because we're like 70% something water. So why right. are we holding ourselves back? I just like the whole... You know, example of water, but you know the the other thing of fear, right? It's the negative self talk. So you talk about the parents, right? If they've got certain things playing in their head, going, "Oh, but that didn't work out," or you know, when you did this, or you tried to take a driving test when you were seventeen, you failed. So your daughter can't. She better take it when she's you know thirty. Mean? Like it's it's also the ego, um like logging things into that subconscious brain of like. Doubt, anxiety, low self esteem, hopelessness. You know, conforming, being controlled, being judged. What if someone says this? What if I do this and it doesn't work out? And it's not even. I think sometimes the fear of failure isn't about failing. It's like, what are people going to say? I I had that with my marriage. Do you know? As soon as I got married, I was like, I don't even want to be married. Like, I don't. I think it was about twenty-four hours after. No, not that. I'm taking the mic. But it was very soon after getting married. I was like, I don't want to be married. And then I was like, what? My first thing, Joanna, was like, what are people going to say?
1: Wow. No, Something. I agree. It's de- that's deep. That's really deep. Because it's sad that we have to conform to that. What are people going to say? Like, it's what do you feel? Do yeah. you know what I mean? And that takes time to get there. I, I believe it does take time to realize. You know, it's funny. It, you just reminded me of a really interesting story about fear as well, where you could kind of hold yourself back. So basically, years and years ago, I did this interview. Right when I used to do a little modelling here and there, I did an m- interview for this Ooh, magazine. she Was
0: a model, sorry,
1: <laughs> like for like two months. <laughs> <laughs>
0: two months. Don't try it. We're gonna go in the archives and pull out the whole portfolio. <laughs> so,
1: so, so basically, I had did this interview right with this magazine, and I remember. I thought about this the other day. And I remember I was asked a question, what's one of your uh, biggest fears? And my answer to that question was, one of my biggest fears is to not be successful. And later on, years, 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 years down the line, i realized that me having that as one of my biggest fears actually held me back from making leaps of faith when it came to certain decisions that could have led to me reaching my success, my successful goals and i was like wow like look how i held myself back by putting that my I'm, my one of my biggest fears is not to be successful and now i find this is how i came to the conclusion i'm going to be honest i had a conversation with i believe you and You know, you was kind of having this conversation with me with one of our, well, not with, but we was talking about one of our special guests that we have on one of our episodes.
0: Yeah. And,
1: right, we was talking about different scenarios. And I thought, it, it led me to think, like, okay, my fear is not hard work. I realized, like, right, I was analyzing the situation. Like, okay, I have all these different ideas, right? And I end up shelving them, right? Mm. So I was like, I have all these different ideas, really cool ideas. And I end up shelving them. Like, I'll kickstart them. And then I'll be like, okay, I I can't go any further. I'll tell myself I can't go any further for whatever reason I tell myself. And I'm like, what is it? What is it about why why do I hold myself back? And it was like, I was, like, breaking it down. After we had this conversation, I thought, "Well, I'm not. I'm not afraid of hard work. Like, I would work hard. Like, I would bust my butt. Trust me. Yeah, I know you, bu-
0: you bust a butt like every yeah. day. You bust a butt. Yeah, right. Bust like, a So bus. it's not that. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: talking bust arrives now. <laughs> I'm <sorry. laughs> so I'm like, it's not that hard work. That's definitely not it. But I was trying to break down like what." what is, what am I afraid of? Like why there's definitely fear there. And I was like, I think it comes down to me being afraid of time, losing time and losing money. And that holds me back from making the necessary investments I need to go further and achieve the, the success that I'm looking for. So it just, it's just so interesting mm. how fear has such a stronghold yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, it's, 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 it goes really deep. And to get past that, I feel like you have to really get to that point of being almost, like, childlike. I think you mentioned this before, Steph. Like, mm-hmm. where you have no fear, you move with no fear. There's nothing to fear. Like, don't be afraid to fail one because you're going to make many mistakes in life many like you'll make a thousand mistakes but as long as you're not making the same mistakes over and over again that's all that matters right
0: yeah as long as you get wiser with it it's interesting because you know i wonder i wonder if part of when you were sort of saying you know you put stuff on the shelf that Mm. maybe because I think what we do is our subconscious brain, it's built on like rationalization and reasons and sort of things. So you, you think of something and then you go, nah, um, okay, I do this. Oh, but probably you can't do that because of this and that. And you start, it's not making excuses, but it can be called that, but it could be also rationalizing, trying mm. to explain what is going to happen next. That's controlling, isn't it? Yeah. So you're trying to control it with your, within your own thought process within your own pers- I'm going a bit deep here but within your own perspective you're creating control with the perspective you know with this podcast right
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I even had a moment where I, I do feel like I've had fears many of fears, like growing up fear of not fitting in when I was a kid or not being accepted I was a bit different maybe because I was the geek and then but I wanted to be cool and then, then I was so cool and then everyone was like wanting to lick my butt and then I was like, what? <laughs> is, that's not actually cool when you're the popular one. Being, being popular isn't cool. I like where I am now. I don't need to be popular. I just want to be solo <laughs> in the right. computer, right? But, but you go through all of that because it's what you think is cool or what you think is supposed to be happiness. You just go chasing dreams and things and concepts. But where is I going with this? Like, yeah, like the way the mind works and with the podcast, you know, there's a bit of me like I'm a very academic type of person. So school was always quite, you know, I could do the school thing, academia, get the grades and all of that. But I was a chatterbox as a kid. But now you guys are going to be like, yeah, but you still are, Steph. You're just chatting around on this podcast. Yeah. You did a good job. That was for you. But no, but my dad used to say, radio, radio, look where I am now on a podcast with you. But it's funny. <laughs> like, radio, girl. <laughs> Turn off the radio, my dad used to say. Here we go, because air is free. Um, but, <laughs> but basically, I... Yeah. So, you know, with like the system type stuff, like go to school, get to uni, do, you know, I kind of did all of that. But then where fear kicked in, and I know we're going to talk about it in another place, but it was when I was in a company and I was the only ethnic person, like the only brown person in a company of all white people. And mm. I felt scared. I felt scared, Joanna. Like, I was like, it's them against me. And I tried to not think like that, but I'm not, like, but I'm not white. So there was that. And I overcame that because I overcame it with my hard work, my determination, and like, no one's going to stop me. Right? right. So I don't feel that that holds me back looking at color in the workplace. But there was, it, my heart used to race in certain situations. In very, one of my jobs going into work, I don't know, I was scared to go into work, but I was doing a good job, but I was scared. And I felt Aww. like, I felt like even though I was smart, I was more likely to get in trouble or scrutinized because I was ethnic and female and ethnic. And then I found out I was the lowest paid, actually. One of the, yeah. And, I, and then I think this is where my fear turned into freedom because I was like, yeah, I'm the lowest paid. Right. Went and got another job, got two other offers, went to my boss, put it on the table. Then I started to build my, this is when I built my balls up, like, so to speak, and we went for drinks and I spoke to one of the senior partners of the company and I went, oh, you know, I'm getting I'm getting headhunted. She was like, really? And this is when I started to wake up. I was like, yeah. I just thought, I've got to speak up. Because if you don't speak your truth, if you don't speak up, you're never going to, you, know, you have to take the risk. You have to have the confidence, right? So this mm-hmm. is part of me maybe building some of my confidence. And I remember saying that to her. And I said, and at the time, my uncle said to me, if you came to Canada because you're French speaking and you've got a French part, French degree you'll get sponsored. And I'm your uncle. And I, my uncle was very successful at the time, had multiple companies. He's like, I think I can hire you here and you can earn this much. And I was like, what? That much? And that was obviously more than here. And I was like, and Canada's cool. You know? Oh my god! So I, and I knew I wasn't going to move to Canada at that point, but the idea and the notion of it was like, well, I am worth more. So why am I not putting myself in that place of I'm worth more? So I started saying it at these drinks to this woman And then at the same time, I got offered a job and I went to my boss and told my boss, and obviously they're talking. Then that woman came to me and wrote on a piece of paper at my desk, can we talk? And can we talk about your side? She wasn't even my boss. She had maybe more info, because I wanted to go into that side of the business, right? So I spoke Mm -hmm. about it to the right person. She saw my, maybe my capability and thought, no, she's smart. She'd be great. I wanted to be with more client facing work. I was more technical. In the end, I got the job to move over, stayed in the company for several years and moved around different departments. But, but that was the same job I used to go into and feel like the fear.
1: Right. Look at that. Look at how you just made that step, that leap of faith, and you just came out of that fear. And it created all of those opportunities to align for you after. It just goes to show you how fear can hold you back and stagnant. You've got to take risks.
0: Uh, and i don't want to talk about career all the time but then i did another career move after that job right and it was uh, it was interesting they said we want we want to trial this role where it's um half client facing you manage clients but half technical so you're doing analytics and stuff now i did handle data and i could do programming and stuff like that so i could handle database but it was a different programming language it was more statistical language it's called SAS. I was like, shit, I've not done SAS. But my heart was racing because I was like, no, but if I learn SAS, you know, this is great for my career. But I was like, but well, what if when you write code and you mess up, you can mess up its big customer databases, you can mess up the whole, you know, selection for a wine magazine for Tesco, and then you're in trouble. Like, it's not no little small fry, you know? So, yeah, I mean, and I was younger then, like I was in my 20s, and I took the role. And I remember some of the steps that I had to, it was quite quick dropped in the ocean to do the work they gave me training and stuff but there was nights where I stayed late because I just didn't want to make a mistake and I got through it my heart was racing there was but I pushed myself you know and I think we just need to do that we we have to lose the fear of being I sometimes I think we spend too much time thinking about being scared
1: Mm -hmm. and then being
0: scared Thinking too much about it rather than just just going for it and then going, what's the worst that can happen? I make a mistake, but surely I'm going to get lessons from it. Like you said, Joanna.
1: Yeah, and I think this is it, right? The the people are afraid of failing, making the wrong decisions. But the thing is, that's something that is inevitable. This is what helps you to learn and grow and become better is those mistakes, actually. So what are you actually afraid of? and when you when you take that away it's like what are you afraid of because those mistakes that you make are necessary for growth
0: yeah yeah it's funny cuz i think i built up the confidence in in my early career thinking do you know what you're you're like the statistic that is not likely to do well you're brown you're female you know you're not you're not you're not got the luck on your side you're not white supremacy here yeah so, and you want to, you want to go, I was like, I want to go to the top. It was always something about me. I, I want to be like someone that can lead people. I always felt that in myself, you know, and there was a fear of me that maybe I won't be able to do it because I'll be honest with you. I wanted to be a diplomat originally, and I wanted to, I couldn't get into LSE. I wanted to go to LSE. And if you want to get into LSE, you need to get three A's and probably have a lot of money with bribery to get into that school. London School of Economics so there was Mm. things that kind of did put me like made me feel like I'm being pushed into a box of you're not good enough you know from those ages back then
1: yeah and then I wanted
0: to go and be like do economic policy and work in a developing country like foreign commonwealth office but they'd only select 30 people a year One of the things you had to do was speak another language or two other languages. I could speak almost two other languages, so up to three languages. But then you needed to come from LSE or something. And I was just like, this is a joke. You need to come from a rich family and you need to. And I'm like, why is the system like this? And it pushes us to be more scared. Do you know what I mean? And this is what, and this is the other thing. They don't teach us. They teach us that we have to go to uni and get a job. They don't teach us about entrepreneurship. They don't teach us about being self-employed. They don't teach us about how we can build our own things up. And if we're coming from families, like immigrant families, I, I'm getting into colorism, but I, it's hard, right? Because fear, I feel like when you're, you are of color, you, the fears are even worse. I want to mm. say that. I think it's harder for us. I feel like we start at minus 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me to not, like, I have to bring this into the subject because we're talking about our personal experiences. But, like, it, yeah, and then we have to prove ourselves even more. So then there's the fear of, oh, but I'm not the same colour as the rest. Oh, they're white, I'm not. Oh, but they're from a rich family, I'm not. Oh, she went to LSE, I didn't. I went to some recruitment, like, days, and I got selected. You know, you get selected out of three, 400 people. I was, like, the last 20, yeah? Check this out, wow. Joanna. Last 20 there was, I think out of 20 people, there was two brown people. They didn't get selected. Two white people did. And it was hard for me because in my brain, I'm like, okay, so they're always going to pick a white person. They're always going to pick a white person. So I had to overcome the thing of color in my head to say, it doesn't matter what color you are. You can do it. You know, you can be whoever you want to be. So I think it was a silent battle with myself. I never spoke about it with my parents, you know? I didn't talk Uh... about it with... This is the first time I'm talking about it. Properly, it's,
1: do you know what? It's interesting because I feel like that's the case. You never really do when it comes to like colorism and stuff like that, or how you feel, or you feel less superior. You never really uh, speak openly about it in the beginning or why it's happening either. It's quite strange how that that effect happens. But let me just say, kudos to you because <laughs> you push past through those barriers, girl, and you made it to where you was. You know where you visualized yourself. And you got there. Do you know what I mean? You push past those fears and those doubts that were kind of planted. I feel like they're and it's by the superior, or quote unquote. Do you know what I mean? The the society kind of plants those those intentions on purpose. I feel to kind of hold us back. Uh, yeah. Like you said, we're gonna get into colorism, but that will be we'll save that for another episode. But yeah, I feel like those, you know, those agendas are planted on purpose to make us feel oh, yeah. kind of suppressors because we are great. Let's just put that out there. We are, we have really amazing ideas. We're hard workers, like the list goes on.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, and just like not going, not going into all the depth of it, but some of the biggest creations of this earth came from our ethnic people, the indigenous people. So it's Thank like, you. there's been so much missing in education and history And it's all been to the advantage point and it's all a bias towards who really wants to do what they want to do, who's got the money and the power right now. It's it's funny because I fought through the the work stuff, right? I fought through it. I don't even think about colour at work now, but it's because I know I've built my own confidence up. It's not about the people around me. It's about me, right? It's about us. But at the same time as me doing that, in the background, I was conforming to society in terms of like doing the kind of, oh, I need to get married. I need to do this. I need to do that. And not realizing I was submitting myself to signing, ticking the, the boxes, like in a textbook exercise to say, Steph's getting married. Steph's doing it at this age. She's doing this. she's do-. And that was me being in fear because I was doing all of that, but I, was, I wasn't doing it for me. I was doing it because I thought that that's what's expected of me. And now I'm I do sit in a place of freedom in very in a lot of ways because yeah I wanted to be married yeah I wanted to have kids do I still want those things I do but I'm not scared no more because I just I just trust that anything that happens to me I I have power within creating it and I'm in the best place I can be right now
1: exactly you know? Do you know what it's? It's funny because I say the same thing. I have to remind myself sometimes as well. Like you're exactly where you need to be at the right time in the right place. You are where you are. Do you know what I mean? This is a journey that we're all going through. Never kind of doubt yourself. Try not to have fear. Just move and flow. Like just make sure that your you know your vibration is high. So like rise. The goal is to vibrate so high that you have no fear. Right. So you're able to move gracefully. That's how I could put it.
0: You know what? I want to read this thing because it came out on the 12th of April. So that was what, you know, not that long ago, Mm. right? And it says, the fear you feel may have you stuck not knowing what to do. Becoming overwhelmed with the amount of options being revealed, you're feeling bombarded with new possibilities. This can lead you into feeling fearful to make any choices at all. Ask yourself, do you trust yourself? When you have formed trusting relationships with self, your inner dialogue is your best navigation tool for all life matters. Consulting with your inner oracle is where the truth can always be found. Use this truth to take an option. It doesn't have to make an absolute sense now and you don't need to know all of the details. It just needs to feel aligned with your inner intentions and desires. The rest will become clear once you have mustered the courage to take a new road. Your only failure is not trying. Overstand that fear is just an illusion. Don't be scared to live the life you asked for. It's waiting for you to align and release your fears.
1: Wow. I love that. Do you know what? It's so funny because the part where it says, trust yourself, like, do you trust yourself? I realized that I had to kind of break away from outside noise. Yeah, when it came to make it, when it came to me making the, some of the toughest decisions that I've had to make, right? I literally made them on my own. I had to go within, and I felt like the universe aligned that purpose without me even thinking about it too tough. I just was like, do you know what? I'm not going to talk about what I'm thinking or what I'm thinking to do my next steps. I'm going to go within and deal with it on my own. And yeah. I came out of it thinking like, wow, like. I made that decision on my own. I didn't have anyone's opinion kind yeah. of weighing down on me. And I think, do you know, it's funny because I feel like this is exactly what's going on right now in the, in the current situation going on in our world, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we have this whole COVID situation, right? We have a lot of people are in fear right now, I could tell, especially with the vaccines coming out you have some people that are just willing to take it, and then you have some people that are a bit more conscious, should I say, and less likely that to take it, right? Because they know that, no, there's an g- agenda behind this, right? But I feel like with the society, with the government, with all of that, they purposely put fear out there. Yeah. So they can control the narrative and persuade the public opinion. Right. And I think like right now is the time to really do your research, kind of look into what resonates with you and go what resonates with you versus you taking someone else's opinion and going with it. Like, I just feel like in this situation now, everyone needs to be a wolf and not a sheep.
0: Yeah, so well said. And there was something else I picked up on the other day when we were like saying we're going to prepare for this podcast episode, right? Mm -hmm. And it relates fear to you being in your mind more and fearlessness. So, you know, not having fear to be more in your heart space. If you think about it, if the agenda is very much about control, fear mongering, scaremongering, do you know that? Do you know what the the actual definition of terrorism is? What what is it? It's it's around fear mongering and scaremongering. I forgot to look it up for the episode, but. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the definition of terrorism is to fear monger, scare Wow. So
1: that's, that-
0: that's what's going on right now. Like it's terrorism every day, all day. And as soon as you turn on that TV, you are saying, yes, you know, scare me more, you know, feed my brain more, brainwash me more. That's what you're basically saying, you know? And even if you think, oh, I'm not watching the news, I'm watching Love Island, and the people are doing a madness on there. I'm sorry, that stuff I just can't watch. It's too low vibrational.
1: Um, what, what is Love Island? You oh, have to no, weird. Okay.
0: Most of the UK talk about Love Island. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> just a bunch of like bozos and bimbos. Girls? And I would say bozos and bimbos. For anyone that wants to say something to me about that, tell me again. They go to an island and... They're supposed to, like, find, you know, match up with a genuine partner, but they might move around partners. And it's just all like, yeah, and he did this, and that one done that. And I just, I can't. It doesn't stimulate your brain. You're watching what other people are doing. And to be honest, we all know that that's not really how you find love.
1: Right, right. Most people
0: don't even love themselves. They're all like, most of them are like BBL, plastic surgery, not even got fake nose and lips, and their hair's probably not even, like, stuck to their head properly. (laughs)
1: Sorry. Oh my, God. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> I don't, you know, but you know, uh, you get where I'm going with this, right? And people yes. are more consumed with that and they'd rather talk about who's sleeping with it. It's like the Big Brother. Do you remember Big Brother, right? When you used to live here. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. But it's just like on an island and there's just like bimbos and, and bozos and they all have to look a certain way. So, also, that also gives society a look. You know, young kids and young girls are looking at those women thinking, oh, that's what I'm supposed to look like. No, you're not. You know, you look like you, you embrace you, but it's not the right example. But I totally agree with you. When you when you create that fear and people are in fear, right, mm-hmm. then you can control them. And then they it's better because these people that are in fear, they're not going to live to their full potential. They're not a free mind is someone that operates from their heart space. It's someone that trusts themselves, right? It's someone that's gonna take calculated risks, that's gonna try and be that fearless lion. Even if they make a mistake, they're still the lion or the lioness in the jungle, going for it. And we've all got that in us, but it's whether we choose to unleash it. And what they've done is they've done such a smart, this has never been about COVID. This is not even about a virus, but they created a virus to scare people. That they're gonna die and then created an inflation of statistics and all of this bullshit like we know sorry for my language but you know how i feel about this it's not true right i've done my research we've spoken about this many a times right Joanna? you've done your research we're very much on the same plane here and it's it's just not true and then they come out with this facts we're gonna save your lives and everyone's like oh, okay if i take the vaccine I'm now going to have freedom because you put me in lockdown. So lockdown equals no freedom. So now to have freedom, I must have a vaccine. Hell no. That's got nothing to do with freedom. You're still, f- exactly. like, in, you're, you're imprisoned in your mind. You're imprisoned in every- I'm in lockdown, Joanna. And I'm, I'm actually quite happy with it. They've opened the pubs and all of that. I'm not even bothered. Like, I saw people drinking wine at like midday and I'm like, geez, life must be hard. Why are you drinking wine at midday? I'm not judging. <laughs> but I don't need, do you know what I mean? Like, you must have really needed that glass of wine. But it's showing that there's a lot of people that have not survived. They've really not really managed well in this time. There's two ilks, like you said. I think some people have gone through lockdown. They managed to wake up. They're starting to really realise their personal power. They're going for it. They're saying no to the vaccine because they've done their research and they're like, this doesn't make sense. I watched a video the other day and they were like, okay, so if I take the vaccine, can I go out? Can I do, like, you know, like doing a bit of a questionnaire. And I've seen several videos. And if you correlate it, it's not making sense. Exactly. And they said a third wave's coming anyway. So wait a minute, you've just, like carried out masses of vaccines but yet there's probably a likely third wave this has got nothing to do with the vaccine this has got nothing to do with a virus this has got to do with controlling humanity
1: there you go it's funny because (laughs) exactly that I feel like they put people in these positions to create that fear so now when they put any little carrot you know they dangle that carrot people are going to jump for it like yeah freedom yeah anything for freedom and I feel that's what's really sad because people can't put two and two together and really think for themselves and realize, okay, no, let me take the time to really look into what's true here and what's not, because that's really what's going to set you free is learning the truth, right? You've taken the time to do the research for yourself. It's funny about these vaccines as well, because there's one company, Johnson and Johnson, right? <laughs> for example. <laughs> they have their own version of their vaccine out. My thing is, I heard, overheard, and I remember having this debate with people. I overheard a conversation where they was like, oh, this person's waiting for the Johnson & Johnson to, to come out and that's when they're going to take it. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you wait for Johnson & Johnson when they've been having court cases right, left and center because their product, their talcum powder, right? Baby powder. I don't know if you've heard about this. But their baby powder was known to cause cancer, <gasps> so they've been no. sued right, left, and center because of that. Right, the talcum baby powder. Funny because I used to use it myself. Thank God that I never used powder on my kids. But they've been getting sued to used. To on myself as well. Yeah, it? I used to use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like a thing that we all used to do in my family. Like powder on yeah, yeah. It, like, well, yeah. Johnson's
0: it's, was like Johnson's baby it was like. Yeah, not, it's okay. a known.
1: Home product, right? Yep, exactly. So they've been getting sued right, left and center f- for the past how many years now it's been going on that people, cases have been coming up because their product causes cancer and it's been proven. Why would you be waiting for their their vaccine of all people? <laughs> I was just like, wait. And this is what sometimes I think like, am I an alien here on earth that is, uh, am I the only one that's seeing that this doesn't make sense? So yeah. funny enough, right, after, like, months later, f- fast forward, should I say, to t- today, just today I heard on the radio that they said they have stopped the Johnson & Johnson vaccine because they're trying to look into what's going on with it because it's been causing blood clots.
0: Wow. Wow. Well. Yeah the ones that are already out I've I've seen videos where people are getting like fits and seizures and um a friend Mm -hmm. of mine a family friend of mine said that they know someone that's taken the vaccine and their face has dropped on one side you know like a stroke
1: yep Yep.
0: yeah I mean thank god that nothing's happened to my dad because my dad went and got it I wasn't happy about it but the end of the day I'm not gonna tell my dad what to do and stuff and I think exactly they they, they're doing that to the elderly you know they're kind of they were pushing it on them and they
1: look yeah, poor yeah but
0: i read something the other day and i think i sent it to you so i saw this um someone had tweeted this statement saying society is shaming people for not living in fear so the people like us and this is what's going to happen right the people like us that are like we're not we're not fearing anything we don't need no vaccine we don't need to believe this bs right it's going, we're going to get the backlash or it's already starting. Like, why don't you, believe, but you're not part of like, you're wrong. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's ill manner. And and then underneath that, someone had like posted it up and they said, well, ain't that the truth? And they said, fear is the real virus. And I remember a scene in the Hunger Games where the President Snow tells us how fear is what keeps the people in check and that without fear, the people have hope. And hope is, the, is, is all you need to change anything.
1: Fear of <laughs> choice. Stop it. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. It's so funny as well because I came across a post. I think I sent it to you with, uh, it was like a soldier. You know how normally they have the rifles, but it was with uh, the vaccine needle. And it was like, this is what World <laughs> War Three looks like. Yeah.
0: And I, I saw that and I really, I thought that was a really good depiction. And I just think this is World War Three, three right now. And it's against humanity. It's against humanity really they want they're trying to dehumanize us in so many ways we are human beings and we're beautiful for being human beings we are magnificent magnificent entities on this earth that vibrate and you know we can do anything we want we don't need to have technology put into our bodies anything sure. artificial put into our bodies anything you know that is not of nature put into our bodies to control us or make us like you know, uh, superhuman and stuff. It's almost like all of those sci-fi movies and those like movies that we've watched growing up. It's literally what's happening now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I just want to say this, like for those who are considering it, I just encourage people to do your research. I'm going to say this vaccine or any vaccine at that. I have, I've done my research after having my kids, I decided that I did not want to get them vaccinated. That was my choice. I went against the grain before, you know, before all this came out, I went against the grain because everyone in my family gets vaccinated, right? I got vaccinated, um, except for the BCG because I got myself out of that one, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's because the needle but, had, like, several needles.
1: Yeah, it. and I literally was like, no, I had that. I remember it was in school. They was making a slide. I was like, yeah, I had that already. And they was like, okay. <laughs> I got myself out of that one, but... After having kids, I really did my research because things wasn't adding up to me, right? The, the things that they was the doctors was telling me it just didn't make sense. So I did my research and I discovered a lot of information, hidden information, because I feel like now it's still not really out in the open. The yeah, truth not. about vaccines is not really spoken about. So yeah. I would encourage people to go out and do your research and make the decision for yourself. Do not let society scare you into thinking that like, this is the only way out because Right now, I feel like we're just being the guinea pigs. Absolutely. And there's no guarantee because I'm seeing, I'm hearing so many different stories. Some people have got it and they're okay for now. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Some people didn't react so good, the, the ones that have got it. Like I met an old coworker the other day and she told me that she had to bring her mom down from another state because the mom... Had car- went into cardiac arrest. She can't do no. anything herself now. So she had to, you know, because she was like, I have to go back to work. So I had to bring my mom to meet. That's do crazy. you know what I mean? So yeah, I'm just like, this stuff, it, it's serious things like are going on. It's taking place and it's time to get prepared uh, to, to you know really dive in and start doing the research and go with what resonates for you. That, that will be my advice in this particular situation right now that's going on.
0: Yeah I agree it's all about doing the research for yourself and I think you know you know before they'd be like oh you're a conspiracy theorist and all that but you know what yeah and I'm not even joking like I'm not on any drugs I'm not on any substances nothing but a lot of the stuff that I researched when I was younger made a lot of sense and then now I'm just seeing it all more like overtly in my face and I know what it is and you've got to ask yourself this guys like if there's so much like world debt and there's so much like problems in the economy but there has been funding for vaccines so easily and they're Mm -hmm. pushing them out they're pharmaceutical companies they're making money out of it like go and do I think I saw this figure where it said I think three trillion was lost from like small businesses and economies but Three three trillion was gained in other areas so it's just been a complete shift of like of, of prosperity that's moved to the elite I think you just need to really do the research guys like it's not adding up none of it's adding up and you know why do you need a vaccine like think about it like before any vaccines and everything people were living fine just using like medicine eating healthy taking rest why do you need to put stuff into your body you can just use natural methods and still be fine do
1: you know what exactly. I exactly mean?
0: and I think what we're being told is that unfortunately you need this you need that you need the fake boobs you need the fake lips you need the vaccine you need this and unfortunately the other thing that they've done and it was very smart by not flying planes and there's a lot of people that love to go on holiday and a lot of people are running from themselves, right? So they love jumping on planes. I was once one of those people that we used to run for myself. I was jumping on planes. I was jumping everywhere, you know, parties, the lot, right? Drinking, being out, so many friends, just, just being with loads of people, right? Just not being with myself. And so people that couldn't stand this lockdown are they might have not gone and done the inner work in this time. They might have not gone and actually started to look in the mirror. So they are desperate to get onto that plane. Now they might've done the work, but they still got this urge. I need to get out of the country. And they're not thinking about what is the effect of me getting the vaccine. They're just thinking, I just want, I'll take the vaccine because then they'll let me get on a plane, you know? And so just think about your priorities, guys, like, the short-term gain of getting on the plane, but the long-term effect of your health.
1: Exactly, Steph. And again, this is exactly what I was saying before. Like, I feel like this was done on purpose, like holding people in a box, right? Purposely for X amount of time, pushing them to the point where they'll do anything to get out and get that, yes. that normal, you know, a little taste of being normal again they're not thinking at that point what they're giving up for that at that point they don't care because they've been locked in so like I said like you know some people really did utilize this time to really tune in work on spirituality getting creative coming up with business plans which is going to enable them to be able to kind of set themselves free financially like but then some people just didn't handle it and they were just more focused on like listening to the media, tuning into what's going on, trying to figure out like when things are going to go back to normal, which I am so sad to say. I honestly, and I could be wrong, this is my opinion, I do not think things are going to go back to normal how they would.
0: Think about the words that we use, going back to normal. Nothing in life goes back. What does it do? It goes forward. Right.
1: So that in itself
0: yeah, is the logic. Everything's going to go forward. There is no going back to normal. And, and, and when people have been saying it, I've just been I just keep my mouth shut. I'm just like, yeah, 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 there's no point. I'm not going to get into it. You know, like, probably I'm the 1% at work that has a very different view. So I just kind of, a few people know, I'm just not going to get the vaccine. I'm not interested. No one can't make me do nothing. <laughs> Human rights. Human rights, no one can't pull me, I'm not a criminal, I've not done anything wrong, so you cannot come and hold me down and inject me. And this is the other thing, guys, know your rights. If you know your rights and you're not sure about the vaccine, don't take it. If you're really sure, then cool. The other thing is, if you feel that you're holding yourself back, there might be... You need to make a big decision. You might need to leave a marriage. You might need to move countries. You might need to change your career. You might need to just step out of your comfort zone. Stop talking to certain friends because actually deep down inside, it's not clicking for you anymore, but you're scared to be on your own and start again and make new friends that might be better for you. Whatever it is, right? You might have these desires inside, but you just feel like you can't get over the hurdle. Spend time alone. It's about going into your shadow. And a lot of us don't like doing the shadow work. I kind of enjoy it because I'm a Scorpio and I'm a bit messed up like that. Death, rebirth, cat, (laughs) cat, seven, nine lives, you know? (laughs) So so, some of us kind of find it easier. Once you, I do think once you, it's like going to the gym, (laughs) shadow work. But once you start going there, it's easier to go back there and go, oh, okay. And it's only, it's only about facing your inner demons. A lot of us find it hard, but once you start to look at your inner demons, you can see what's holding you back. You can see maybe what kind of behaviors you've had that create certain fears or give you that sort of low self-esteem or create sort of these ideologies in your head that you're not worth it. You can't do this, but that happened to me. And this is what someone's going to say. It starts to give you a good perspective of where it's coming from then you can shine the light you can you know clear it out and you can kind of start from a better place there's a lot that's held in your brain that you don't realize is there you know you're holding stuff in your brain that you don't even realize because it's built up over time your brain is like a computer right so if some of that computer bank of knowledge is holding information that You are not worthy, but you failed last time. You can't go and do a new business again. But that idea you invested wrong and it went wrong or those shares that you invested in, they just went to pot and you lost all that money. Like all of those things, those are the things that actually indirectly hold you back because it's those that play out in the decisions you make in fear or the decisions you don't make because of fear. So to get to the point of freedom, it's, it's being honest with yourself um with the podcast i don't think i said this earlier but although i've been quite a successful person for school and career the podcast was going down a different route right and i admitted to you right joanna i said sometimes yes. i think i've sort of not i've i'm not say i've i've felt it but maybe i'm just playing down the podcast a bit just to be mediocre, but why does it need to be mediocre? And guys, it's not mediocre because you're going to see what kind of guests we've got coming on. There's been some very magical things happening with this podcast, right, Joanna? Yes. I think it's because we just, just gone, let's just do it. Let's just speak our truth. Let's get out there and what will come will come. And if we're doing it from the heart space where I genuinely feel us two are and we're speaking our truth, we're only going to align with positive growth and good energies, good opportunities, good people, lovely listeners, and it will only grow from strength to strength. And we have to think big.
1: Yeah, well said, Steph. You know, I think you are really good at this is actually just kind of taking that leap and not letting fear hold you back. I feel like sometimes I let fear creep up on me, And I have to kind of kick it with my back foot (laughs) (laughs) the back of my with the back of my foot. I'm like, get out of here. But um, (laughs) no, yeah, it does creep up on me. But I have noticed with you, the way you move and stuff, you do do it with not allowing fear to creep up and kind of, you know, I mean, when trying to kind of view things in a bigger way and reaching out for opportunities, because like you said, what do you have to lose?
0: Yeah, we've got nothing to lose. Don't get me wrong. I definitely have fear. Maybe it's going to loom in. I think for me, it is going to be in the, in the department of love. I'm not fearing it, but I think when that soul does come to align with me, the one I'm meant to be with, there will be this kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you'll be hearing of it first, Joanna. You know, speed up. Joanna, it's happening. Right, so- <laughs> Okay, um, I might have to take a day off work because I think you're going to talk to me for twenty four hours. <laughs> oh. you're like, mom, you're still talking to Steph on the phone. <laughs> like, well, is she okay? Is it a podcast? How many episodes did you do? But you know, so we all have, like, you know, because none of us are perfect. We would, we're all trying to be better. I think that's what it is, you know. And like you said, Joanne, you said it at the beginning. You said if you can take the risk, and even if you make you know, a fail, but you can learn from that lesson, then you kind of, if you learn from it, then you move to the next level and the next level. So it's like, you know, sometimes it's, it's about failing a bit to then build resilience, to then become stronger and then have more confidence to go, fuck it, what have I got to lose? I mean, I went to Dubai and I didn't even think that I, it wasn't going to work out. I just don't know what I was doing. But, but I'm glad I did because it just taught me so much. Do you know what I mean? I just didn't think I was going to come back the same year. And after when I looked at it, I was like, oh, my God. Because when it did happen that I had to come back, then I was like, huh, huh, I'm going to have to. There was this point, Joanne, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to say this didn't work out. I've never done that in my career. But I got over that really quick. It, it, for me, I ha- it was clear. It's not the place for me to work culturally. I didn't really enjoy the work, didn't enjoy the people I worked with. So what is there to
1: be ashamed of? Exactly. Exactly. Well said, because I feel like sometimes, you know, you have to take, you have to try. And the thing is there, you tried and you got to the point where you realized this isn't for me. Let me move to my next step and align with something that is for me. It's funny because this kind of correlates into different aspects as well. I think for me, (laughs) personally, I felt like in my last relationship, so I felt like I was afraid of, how should I put this? With my family, I noticed that there's no one married at the moment. It's not something, there's no one in my family that's married. I'm just trying to think. I like that. (laughs) In my immediate, yeah, I'm trying to think. Wait, hold on. No one's married, right? So I had a fear of coming out of my marriage Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be like, I'm just going to join the, do you know what I mean? That was one of my things. Oh,
0: that's interesting.
1: Really? Yeah. Because I'm just like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to be part of the stigma where it's like, oh, no one's marriage worked out or do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, that was a a fear that I had, uh, I remember, before coming out. And I think that's probably one of the things that played on my mind at one point. And probably was one of the reasons why I never made that step or leap of faith, took that leap of faith. But obviously there was other, you know, circumstances that took place and kind of made the decision easier for me. And once I came to terms of things full circle um, and it made that, that exit a bit more easier for me. But I remember that used to be one of the things that I always thought of, like, no, you can't leave this. This, No, you, you know, you don't want to be part of the stigma or, part of that, oh, it didn't work out. You're just worried about what everyone else is going to say. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, I get it because everyone in my family, they're all married. One of my uncles got divorced but then got remarried and he would always rationalize that divorce like, she was a bitch, she was this, (laughs) she was an (laughs) evil woman, then she tried to take my money. But all of them stayed in their marriages, so I was going to be the first one to get a divorce and even in our going community you don't really really hear of divorces I don't think so I felt I, I was more worried that I was going to be shameful for my dad and I felt he felt shame so that's what he's projected on me do you know what I mean whereas my mom if she was alive she'd be like hell yeah let's go party you know I think my mom Aww. would have been much more but that's why she wasn't alive for this because it was for me to maybe go experience it you know like on my own, maybe and kind of really walk my path on my own. Um, I kind of flipped out on my dad the other day. I, I've not, no, not flipped out in a bad way, but I never really said it. I don't know if I told you this, John. I think I didn't tell you. It happened like just a few days ago. I had to actually just speak my truth and say, throughout all of my decision to leave my marriage, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. And it, I had to go through two major years of transformation. You never picked up the phone once and asked me if I was okay. Oh. And I think that's the thing, you know, guys, I want you to know this. Sometimes when you make that decision and that leap of faith, you might not have the support of the people that would normally be around you, be around you, right? Because they don't believe in your decision. And so that's what makes it even harder. Mm -hmm. But I tell you this, I tell you from the other side of freedom, (laughs) well, the other side of fear, which is freedom, which I really feel like I can say I'd like to say I'm here and I try to stay here, you have to keep working to stay here because otherwise you can fall into the trap of being in fear again, is that I took the leap, right? Joanna was talking about the leap of faith. I took the leap and I just took it on my own. And it was scary. There were days where I just didn't know what was going to be the next day. I didn't really always have someone to talk to. But Joanna said it really well when she said, but once you know to go into yourself and talk to yourself, you don't
1: really need anyone to validate it, right? Exactly. Big gem right there. As long as you're happy with your decision, and long, as long as you kind of know you made the right choices and the right steps forward, that's all that really matters. Because at the end of the day, you can rest your head peacefully at night. It's not about other people and what they think. And it's sad to say as well, even those closest to you, you know, we love our family. We, we really do. And But going against the grain... It is what it is. Don't be afraid to stand alone. Trust me, I've done it and I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy being the black sheep, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always going to the black sheep. I want to oh, be the yeah. one. <laughs> they call me the hippie, like the hippie of the fact. Do, do you know? Because I just Yipsy. did things different. <laughs> Literally, they're like, Jemena's so weird. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I How is doing things in natural way weird, but whatever? Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I don't mind. Do you know what I mean? I honestly don't mind. I'm happy with the choices that I made. I feel good that I made the steps that I made and I didn't kind of conform to what everyone else was doing. I felt like maybe, you know, from young, maybe that's, that's you know, part of my purpose here on Earth is to kind of walk against the grain and try to kind of shine the light down the right path I don't know who knows <laughs> I think you play it down
0: though Joanna because I have to say you've definitely stepped in to your freedom in many ways because you did take very bold changes and made very bold decisions and that does not come lightly you need to have guts to do that so I just think mm-hmm. what it is is you know when you said there's certain things you've like not progressed or you've held yourself back I think you can absolutely overcome them. You can excel past them and go be way beyond because you've done, and this is the thing, guys, if you remind yourself of the things you have been able to do, step out of your comfort zone, do on your own accord from your own knowing and being, then that is your proof. You know, that's the encouragement, right?
1: Yes, yes. Do you know what? Great point there because I think sometimes you don't realize how far you've come and how much you have endured on your journey and how much you've actually accomplished so it's really good point Steph actually to kind of take a step back and look and be like I did that I came through that yeah and that is sometimes the motivation that you need to keep going and give you that little push yeah yeah. sometimes
0: I think we don't give ourselves enough credit
1: yeah I agree
0: yeah well I think we've we've exhausted both fear and freedom to as much as we could to our heart's content, I think we've really passionately spoke about this topic. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, this could go on for hours, I believe, because there's so many different parts to it. But I think we've covered quite a lot. And I hope you guys thought it was, you know, useful. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed having these discussions and kind of letting this this out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same here. And I think fear versus freedom can definitely be probably a continued topic, maybe where we go into other areas or you know talk about current situations that's going on so that you guys don't feel alone you know you might be thinking am i the only one that's thinking this no you're not Mm -hmm. and you know am i wrong for doing this no you're not and i think the more you connect to your intuition that is your guiding light that is your star your star in the sky that will always guide you in the best direction for your highest and greatest good
1: So thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Fear Versus Freedom. Before I leave, or we leave, should I say, I just would like to leave you with a little quote, freedom is oxygen to the soul. Love and light, guys. We'll see you on the next episode.